Hi guys, what's up? How's it going? Welcome to Samondo Talks. My name is Christina and I'm here to introduce you to some of the smartest Amazon experts from all around the world. If you're already a subscriber to our channel, you get a thumbs up from me now. If you're new to our channel and you'd like to get some industry insights, hear some interesting stories about entrepreneurship and learn some useful hacks that you can apply to your own Amazon business, make sure you subscribe to our channel now and hit that notification bell so you will never miss another episode again. My guest for you today is Manuel Kretschmer, founder of the German Amazon full-service agency AMZ Controlling. Let's say hi and see what he will tell us. So I'm here today with Manuel Kretschmer, who's an author, a keynote speaker, and the founder of AMZ Controlling. He's based in Munich, Germany, and also in Glasgow. Hi, Manuel. Glad to have you here. Hi, Christina. Thanks for having me. Thank you for taking the time to hopefully answer some of my questions. Um, so let's start right away. In one sentence, what is AMZ Controlling? Uh, AMZ Controlling is a um, yeah, full-service Amazon agency um, based in Munich and Glasgow, helping sellers and vendors reach, reach their goals on Amazon worldwide. And what kind of services do you offer exactly? Well, basically, we see ourselves as uh, the captain of the Amazon business, and then we uh, individu individually check um, you know, which kind of services they need, our clients need, what they can do in-house. And our main, um, our core um, parts are SEO and advertising, as well as the whole strategic planning. Yeah, and our clients, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that later. All right. Uh, when did you decide to found your company? Um, well over four years ago, um, yeah, I started AMZ Controlling um, after I was a successful seller on Amazon myself. So what's your story in, in general? How did you get the idea to, to found an agency? Well, that's a very long story. Probably take a couple of hours <laughs> to explain. Um, but um, yeah, so um, around five years ago, I um, was asked by a friend to come on board um, with his nutritional supplement company. Um, I was doing um, the whole sales process. And um, yeah, I also came up with uh, the Amazon idea back in the day. It was quite easy with a few um, tricks. Yeah, we were a top seller. And, um, but then, you know, internally we split up. Um, he moved on with the company. I founded uh, the agency and uh, yeah, now we're here. And so you said you have your own experience with selling on Amazon, which of course is great because you know how all the workflows look like and what to consider. Are there also other reasons why I should choose your agency over other agencies? Well, basically I think, yeah, one, one of the main reasons is the fact that we have uh, in total now five successful brands on Amazon um, and not from, you know, from the easy times, but also we just uh, founded a new new brand, a new project um, just three months ago, which is already doing very well um, here in the EU. Um, and th this is one of the yeah, main reasons that we always test our strategies first. And there's a really up-to-date strategies now in 2019. And, you know, as soon as we get to 2020, it will be up-to-date. Um, um, yeah, we'll be up-to-date as well. And also we 
you know, we have the experience, what it takes to, you know, found a company, to scale up a company, while other agencies very often, they just have the Amazon knowledge, they know how to push the sales, but we also know how, how important profits are. Um, and so we, yeah, we covered the, the whole area and um, we've got a lot of um, experience in various categories now doing, uh, we've got a portfolio it's generating uh, more than 10 million euros in sales every month. Um, so this is, I think, um, quite good and um, shows that we have uh, yeah, a lot, lot of experience. And in the beginning, you uh, mentioned that you're working internationally. Does that mean that you serve clients from all over the world? Yes, exactly. So, I mean, our, our core part is, um, is the EU. But um, yeah, we are now also helping sellers from the US expand to, to, e, to the EU, which is um, yeah, very, very interesting. And, um, and also the other way around, you know, bringing um, clients from the EU to the US. And we're doing some stuff in Australia as well. Um, Japan, we have not yet covered. Um, but yeah, all the EU markets, the US and, and Australia. So if I understand that correctly, when I'm a US seller and I want to sell in the French market, for example, I can work with your German agency as well. Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, we, we've got uh, two locations here in, in Munich and in, in Glasgow, um, but we also, um, you know, have uh, native French-speaking people, Italian and, and Spanish. Um, we ha I have to admit that, you know, Spain and Italy, those markets are not that big um, yet. But uh, yeah, Germany, the UK and France might be very, very interesting to sell on. Definitely. Um, so I assume that you have lots of experience like from selling yourself and now that you have your agency for several years, which mistakes do you observe that your clients make? Oh, There's a lot of mistakes. Um, <laughs> like the top three, top three mistakes. Well, uh, the number one mistake is that, you know, people and companies focus on the wrong things. So they always ask the question, you know, how can I get a better ACOS, a better ROI? How can I do this and do that? But they forget the basics. So this is something I, I teach all the time is to, you know, to really build a brand and see Amazon as one distribution channel um, instead of a business. So the times of, you know, having your own Amazon private label business, I think those times are pretty much over. Um, it's much more expensive, much more competitive. Um, and this will mean that you, you're just, you know, going through the price or the reviews. So you're always dependent on that. Um, but if you have a, an own brand, a real good story, a personal story, um, then it's much easier um, to scale your business on Amazon. So this is one of the, the main, um, yeah, the big, most big mistakes. And um, on the other side, I think, um, you know, that the calculation um, is wrong so that people, they underestimate how much more money Amazon will take from them. No matter if you're a seller or a vendor, in both, uh, both ways, Amazon will take a lot more money out of your pocket. And um, it, you know, it takes a lot of experience, knowledge, and also a couple of tools to find out, you know, how much Amazon owes you, um, how everything is going. And that was one big mistake I made myself um, that we, you know, we had a lot of growth, a lot of sales. It all looked great. But then in the end, the profits were, oh, well, there were no profits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely no profits. A lot of money uh, got burned. 
And um, then we found, for example, we found out that um, we were, were um, selling through uh, Seller Central as a third party seller. And then we found out that Amazon um, has made changes to our packaging um, dimensions. So we mm -hmm. thought that we were at, you know, shipping products to them in standard size, but then they managed to, um, yeah, for some reason to make it uh, a bigger, you know, I think I always imagine two people standing there uh, with the product and, you know, tearing both sides and to make sure to get one centimeter more out of it. And I think mm -hmm. this was, that was what happened. So then we, per unit we sold, we, we paid three euros more because oh. it was oversized instead of standard size. Now, and if you have um, a couple of thousand units you sell per month, then all of a sudden this can make a big difference. This is one thing. And um, I think the, the third big mistake is not, not to take Amazon seriously enough. So a lot of clients we work with, they, they say, okay, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna check Amazon out. We're gonna try a little bit, you know, start with a couple of things, do this and that. Um, that's not how Amazon works. So if you, if you really want to be successful on Amazon, you ha have to take it seriously from day one on. Um, starts with the planning, the right products. Um, you know, you have to have the, enough knowledge um, and manpower and also financial resources um, to make it happen. So not as just some random additional sales channel that will like go by itself, but really take it seriously. Yeah, take it seriously. Still, I think, you know, it's really important to have your online, uh, your web shop, um, maybe also offline business. That's all great. And then Amazon can be this extra channel. Um, however, you know, when you want to do it, you have to do it the right way. And uh, yeah, then it, right. you might be successful. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, now that we talked about mistakes, um, how do you deal with you making mistakes? When a client says, hey, I'm not happy with the work you, you provided me with, how do you manage such a client, such a situation? Well, fortunately, this is not happening very often with us. Um, That's good. <laughs> um, because I think it, it already starts, you know, with what you expect from, from the business. And I think a lot of other Amazon experts and also agencies, they promise the world. They, they say, you know, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna really crush it here and uh, make a lot of money. And, you know, I, I do it a little the other way around. I try to keep the expectations quite low and then over deliver. And this, um, you know, turned out to be a very good strategy. And of course, still, um, there's a lot of um, roadblocks on the way. And, you know, we sit down all the time also with our, with our clients and explain the whole situation. We analyze every single aspect of the Amazon business. And also um, maybe sometimes it's, it's something else that has nothing to do with Amazon. Maybe they got some bad um, media outside of Amazon. There's so many things um, that, you know, could be responsible for your business not going well on Amazon. And then, um, yeah, we always find a solution. That's our, um, yeah, that's our promise to our clients. We always find a solution for the issue, um, no matter what, um, as long as, as it's a, a good product. I mean, if it's a very shitty product, only <laughs> receiving one or two star reviews and it's really a bad product, yeah, what can we do? It, it, then that's the thing I, I said a couple of minutes ago, um, you know, you don't want to focus on the wrong, on the wrong things. You can't focus on, on a good ACOS or ROI. Um, 
if you don't cover the basics and the basics are, are the products and the, the branding. Do you even take on clients that come to you with this like really generic product that has like 4,000 competitors? Let's take the famous garlic press example, um, <laughs> which has a bad quality. And then they say, hey, can you help me get successful on Amazon? Or do you like honestly say, this is not gonna happen with that product? Definitely, I will definitely honestly say, um, I'm sorry. It's not gonna, <laughs> at least not with us, you know, it's not gonna, gonna happen. Um, so I think this is also the, one of the, the key parts. So I'm, I'm also doing, um, you know, a lot of our sales process, um, talking to the clients and then filtering out the, the bad leads quite quickly. And I have a lot of experience. So I, you know, within 10 to 15 minutes, I can, I, I will know whether this will make, uh, make sense or not. And if it if it doesn't make sense, you know, I will tell you immediately because it's a waste of my time. It's a waste of your time. So, and a waste of money for them. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Um, so you said that it doesn't happen very often that a client is not happy. So assume you have a lot of happy clients. Could you name three things that your clients say about your agency and your work? Um, one thing they like the most is our availability. So, um, yeah, no matter if it's, if it's during the day or very late in the evening or during weekends, um, yeah, you will always reach somebody, um, from our agency, if there's an issue, if there's a problem. Um, and we know that sometimes, you know, if, if a product gets banned, if the account gets shut down, you can't afford to, to have a normal weekend. So that's one thing. The other thing is that what they really like is that we always are always up to date. So um, um, if there's something new, a new function, something new um, within the Amazon uh, sphere, uh, we always, always know about it. We are already testing it and um, yeah, then deciding whether you know, we're going to work with that or not. And um, what they really like is our, you know, our honest way to do how we do business. And this starts, as I just said, um, you know, before a client comes on board. Um, yeah, I would rather say, say no than, you know, have a, a bad relationship with the client and a not working um, business for them. And, um, and that we always look at it, you know, we, we always look at the big picture. So we, we're not only seeing Amazon, um, we check, you know, how is it going with their with their website, their social media activities. Um, we might give them some, some tips as well that it's all, you know, that there's a, a branding that's the same through all the channels and then it will help each other um, grow as well. All right. Um, what do you expect from your clients? I know a lot of times it's the other way around. People always asking like, what do you expect from your agency? But at Sermona, of course, we know both sides and we also know that it's sometimes hard to work with a client. So how does your ideal client look like? <laughs> Ooh, that's a, that's a tough <laughs> question. Huh? Um, what is multiple aspects? I mean, on the one hand, it's, um, it's about the number of project, uh, products. So what I expect um, when I take somebody on board is for them to have a, a good brand. And a brand um, means you have a couple of products. Um, so a brand is probably not just one product. Then it might be a nice product, but it's not a brand. And that this brand has a, a good personal and emotional story. And that's one part. Um, that's the basics. 
Then the other part is um, obviously that there's a good financial background. So what I don't want to do is, you know, tell people, you know, you invest two grand, five, five grand, 5,000 euros. Um, and then, you know, we will scale it. Um, we'll scale your business. So I really, again, it's all about expectations. So I tell them it's probably going to be much more expensive than we now imagine. Um, and um, of course, this company or this person should also have a, a e-commerce background or some knowledge already, because at the moment, uh, what we're doing now is not, we're not offering the whole full service anymore. So that's, that's how we started. We started as a full service agency. People just gave it, um, gave their accounts to us. We got a, you know, percentage share of, of, of the overall sales. And then we took care of everything, even customer service and, and reviews, like basically everything. Um, but now um, it's much, it, you know, the effort is much higher. So we analyzed it and, and looked at it and, you know, thought about, you know, what our, are our main things we want to work on? What are, what are our strengths? And now we're only doing this and then um, advising our clients with strategic consulting to cover the rest. So they need some manpower themselves as well. Um, and ideally, you know, it's, it's hard to say when can you work with us, but what I, what I can tell you is that um, usually from 30 to 50 grand in sales per month, um, you could afford us. Let's, let's put it like that, because that's also a big, big issue that in some small sellers coming to us, they're doing maybe 10 to 20 grand in sales per month. And um, yeah, as much as I would love to help them, I already know that it's probably no way for them, um, you know, to pay us um, the yeah. amount we are worth. And um, yeah, so that's again with the financial background, there has to be enough money. I have a question regarding your first point. Um, when you say that uh, your client should have a strong brand, would you also be willing to help develop a brand for your client or should they really already have one? Well, best case scenario would be that they already uh, would have it. Um, mm -hmm. But we've in, in the past, we've helped a lot of um, clients, you know, um, improve their brand. Um, what we also do is, you know, product research. We, um, we come up with new product ideas that would fit into their brand as well, um, especially for Amazon. So, um, yeah, we, we can do that. And I mean, I've done it successfully a couple of times myself to, uh, you know, build from, from the product idea or the brand idea um, to a successful business. So I know what it, what it takes, what you need for that. So I'm yeah, happy to help. All right. Then I'm already at my last question regarding your work. Um, you said that you always try out like new changes and everything with your own brands. How do you stay up to date? Do you read blogs? Do you know someone on the inside? Or how, how do you manage to keep track yeah. of all, all the updates? Well, pretty much all of it. So of course we have, um, you know, multiple people um, who work, um, you know, at Amazon, um, we're in touch with, you know, we have a lot of uh, talks and meetings also with vendor managers, with seller managers, um, with advertising managers. So we always make sure that we communicate a lot with them. And then obviously um, we, we are in all the Facebook groups. We're reading blogs and newsletters um, and also 
all our account managers here um, at our agency, they have to do some research every day. Um, and um, yeah, then we, we all put it, put it together in one pot and then talk about it. Um, yeah. What's, what's new and how can we um, tackle new issues or how can we use new um, functions, for example, with advertising and we test it and then, yeah, this we're moving pretty fast there. Awesome. All right. Uh, then to the juicy part, uh, now sure. it's about, <laughs> now it's about you. You said you have a long life story. I have one general question about it. Like, why did you decide to work um, self-employed instead of working for another firm? What, what's, what's driving you to do this? Well, as long as I can, you know, think back, it started quite, when I was quite young, I always had this, this thought, um, you know, to do something myself. Whenever I imagined myself working at a company or working for somebody, um, it, it just didn't feel right. And also the whole, you know, the whole school thing, university. I mean, I went to school, I got quite a, a good um, degree, but then I, I already knew that I'm, I will never study, um, especially not, you know, just to study. And um, then I thought, you know, what, what, what do I like? What do I want? And I'm, I love sports. I love, love to do some acting. So I first thought, you know, maybe go this direction. Um, but yeah, at some point then when I think when I was 21, um, it was one year after um, I graduated, um, I went into um, multi-level marketing. So I, um, yeah, I partnered up with a, with a big company also from the US and I had a big dream to get rich quick, um, <laughs> drive a nice anyone. car, have a nice watch, uh, good life. And it was quite a naive thinking back then, but I'm always a, a person who, you know, if, if I say I will do something, then I will take it seriously. And then I, I won't stop until I succeed. And that's why I did there. Um, after nine months, um, I was the number one sales partner in Germany. And at the age of, of 21, oh. uh, with no with no experience, just you know, I just did it. I, I, I'm not really sure how I did it, um, <laughs> but you know, I, I I didn't give a shit when some people were laughing at me or you know they had their doubts what I was doing. Um, I don't I don't care. I I look at my goal, I visualize my goal, and then I make sure that I I achieve it. So that's always been, I'm very competitive. So no matter what I, what I've done also back in school, when we did some, um, some sports, I always want to win. I always want to, you know, be the best. And, um, yeah, I expect a lot from myself more than I expect from others. I think this is also a very important thing. Um, I take responsibility for pretty much, um, yeah, everything. And, um, yeah. So you basically already had the perfect entrepreneurial mindset. Yeah, I, I think the mindset was always um, was always right, and uh, you know, my I could I could talk hours about my story. Um, I think I already gave a couple of podcast interviews, though in in German language. We might do something in English at some point as well. Um, yeah, there I talk much more about my story. I had I had a lot of setbacks, but I always you know stood up again 
and awesome. fought. <laughs> Um, what excites you most about working in the Amazon industry? I mean, there are also a lot of other like niche markets. You could also, I don't know, maybe help eBay sellers or just uh, help building websites or whatever. So why did you choose working in the Amazon sphere? Well, I think we, I mean, the reason why I originally um, decided to do that was again, because I saw an interesting market um, easy money to make, but that was only the beginning. Um, and that was the reason why I, why I started it and started selling on Amazon because I saw a couple of success stories and I thought, okay, if somebody else can do it, I can do it. Mm -hmm. Um, but then it got much, you know, uh, the, the effort, uh, you have to put into your Amazon business right now is I think times four compared to three, four years ago. Yeah. So it got quite crazy. And at some point I, sat down and, and thought, you know, why am I even doing this? Because every day is, is different. You know, you can't foresee what Amazon will do. They will make changes without not notifying anybody. So it's quite tough. It's quite tough and, and dynamic um, business. Um, but I like, I like the way how Amazon does business. Um, although very often, you know, when we're helping vendors and, and sellers, they're doing a lot of stuff that um, harms the vendors and sellers, but overall they, they know what they're doing and they want to dominate in, instead of compete. And that's also something I, uh, I value, you know, you can always look at your competition and be like, how can we be a bit, be a bit better or, you know, copy something, but they're just there. They, they have a, they had a new strategy and they just dominated every single area where they, um, you know, invested in. And, um, yeah, and I think, I mean, I wrote, I wrote a book, um, published a book quite recently. It's called The, the Amazon DNA. And I think this is... This is is it in German or in English? In German, but I, I will, um, there will be an English copy available soon. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I'm not, not sure how soon, but we're working <laughs> on it. So, um, when it's ready, I will put the link in the yeah, description so sure. our and, users can read it. Yeah, and I mean, there I talk a lot about, you know, Again, not about, you know, you can optimize this and that and how to do the PPC campaigns because this is, everybody will have another view on it. But what, what should be the same always is how your company is being, is, is set up. So um, the setup of your company to have a, to, to incorporate the Amazon DNA into your company as well, that's really important. This will mean that, you know, you, I always imagine myself on a surfboard, um, on a tsunami wave. That's how, that's how it feels. That's how it feels to do, to have an Amazon business or run an agency. And, you know, you can't make mistakes because if you, you know, make a mistake, um, surfing a tsunami wave, it will be over and it's almost impossible to surf a tsunami wave. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you really have to have a lean business. Although it's a big business, you still have to make sure that you can, you know, adapt, to the, to the markets, to the changes all the time. Um, and I think that's key to have a successful business and expect setbacks. You know, you have to, um, I mean, of course, we always set ourselves big goals and those goals keep us going when, when we have setbacks or, or bad times. Um, but we really have to make sure that if something goes wrong, we always have a, have a plan B um, we can easily utilize as well. Very good. Um, if you could only use one adjective, how would you describe your work situation? 
my work situation, like my, my whole, uh, like everything like, or like everything. Uh, you can take your time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, could use a, a lot of adjectives. Yeah. It's um, hard to fit in the good and the bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, let, let's just say dynamic. It's dynamic. Uh, yeah. It's very dynamic. Yeah, I think that's a good summary of uh, of what you just said. Yeah. All right. Um, what's the thing that you like least about your job? Uh, always sitting uh, behind a computer. <laughs> <laughs> because I, um, I mean, I travel a lot, um, and I, um, you know, love to to do some meetings. But what I don't like is, you know, just from morning till evening, sitting behind uh, behind the desk and my computer and just, yeah, looking at the screen. But that's part of the business. And, um, but I try to reduce this, um, it as, as much as possible. What do you think about the digital nomad style? People imagine that you just take your laptop, go to Bali and then sit underneath the palm tree and just work do you think there are people that really do this in real life or it's not as great as it seems um i think there are a couple of people who who live that lifestyle and they're really happy with it um i love that lifestyle as well um but i can maybe explain real quick how that looks when i do it, how it looks like when i do it so um usually like twice a year i i pack my stuff and i go to Asia or go to Dubai for, for a month. And um, I enjoy a lot of sun. Um, but the reality is that I will have to work probably all day as well. So yeah. I, I never have a real vacation. So this is, the, this is the, the bad thing about it. I think there's not, it's not, it's not easy to be a, to, to be a digital nomad. Um, it depends on the business you do. If it's a small business, you might, it, it might be enough to work maybe four to six hours a day. You can easily do this um, at the beach as well, no matter where you are. And the good thing, I mean, my whole company is, is remote. So we're all living, living this a little bit, but um, not the way, you know, we imagined it. So, uh, you know, people can work from home. Um, I don't care, you know, where they do the work, um, when they do the work, as long as we meet the deadlines and, as long as the results and the qualities are really good. So I think that's really important. Um, but in reality, it's, it's a lot of work. And I mean, if you are in, in Asia, you're five or six hours ahead of, of the, you know, Europe, um, then, you know, people might give you a call at three in the night. That's yeah. it's daily business. So I had a lot, have a lot of Skype calls also, um, you know, at times where usually in, during holidays, I would, do some some other stuff and enjoy life a little bit more <laughs> yeah. i think this is yeah it's not it's not how it seems but i still like it more than just to you know be at the office all day yeah um so i really like it um maybe go to the gym um at 2 2 p.m then work again from 4 p.m so you're much more flexible during the day because this normal nine to five job it's it's out of date yeah Definitely nothing for you. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. What is a skill or a character trait that you wish you had, but you don't have? 
You're asking me tough questions there. <laughs> um, the skill, characters or skill I would like to have. I'll probably be a little bit more patient. That would, that would help. And um, maybe to understand people better. Because this is, uh, yeah, um, that's a tough thing to really, um, I mean, I've, I've got a lot of experience. I've worked with a lot of people, had a lot of employees, but still every time I'm, I'm surprised again um, how different people can be. And often the facade is, is much different from the reality then. So that's something I, you know, I have to work on. To read people well. more. Yeah, to read yeah. people better. Yeah. Um, I, I am, I'm a lot better now at it, but still, um, yeah. yeah. And have a little more patience. That would, that would <laughs> be great. If you could have a superpower, which one would it be? Uh, and how would you use it? Probably to teleport anywhere in the world. That would be great. Yeah. It would save me a lot of time. I don't have that much time. That would be great. Um, maybe time travel as well, but it's, it's another story. Yeah. That's actually my next question. If you could time travel and go back like five years in your life, or let's say 10, what advice would you give to your younger self regarding your future? Mm, it probably would be, would be quite tough to give myself some advice because I know myself and I don't take advice so easily. Um, I always have to try out first and, you know, uh, so you wouldn't listen have, to yourself. No, probably I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> listen. If I would travel back now and explain to myself all the, you know, all the hard times, all the setbacks I would experience, um, there's probably no way around it. I would have to experience that, that, you know, made me the person I am today. So yeah, it's pretty tough. But um, probably I would give some advice and that's again, you know, to be a little bit more patient because I'm now only 27. I've, I've uh, worked so hard um, for many years now. I've experienced, I think, more than other people in, in 20, 30 years of, um, of a you know, hard working life. Um, so, yeah. And I always want to achieve everything really fast. So, yeah. To, to, Chill to down, down a little a bit. bit, calm yeah. down a little bit. There's also other parts in life that's also important, not only, you know, Work. working all the time. Because you know. life might be over quite soon. You never know. Yeah. Um, that's something, yeah, I now discover more and more that there's other aspects to life as well. Was there a time where you felt so overwhelmed with work that you wanted to quit? A mm, couple of times, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. And I've, I mean, I've experienced also very, very bad setbacks, lost a lot of money, trusted the wrong people. Um, how, do, how do you get yourself out of a situation like that? Because I know that many of our listeners, like Amazon sellers, they have several drawbacks as well. Like they get a shitty product or something's not working out or they hire the wrong person. So you can easily feel like giving up. How do you put yourself out of that mindset and situation? What's your advice? I think there's a couple of things. So the first thing would be to always believe and, and trust in yourself. So, um, 
and to never, you know, to never lose sight of your, of the end goal. So what I'm very strong, um, very good at is, as visualizing my goals and my goals, they are not, they are not an option. Um, they're like, they're an obligation that I, I have to achieve them. So I think this is um, something when I, when I talk to other people and they tell me about their setbacks, I very often, I don't have the feeling that they really want it. They say they want it, they do something, but you know, they would, they would, uh, you know, want to achieve it as much as they, you know, want to breathe. It really has to be, has to be that way. And then I think you can unleash almost like superpowers and, and endurance, and you could achieve much more than you, you, you could ever think. And that's something, yeah, I think many people, um, lack this, this ability. Yeah. That's awesome advice. So set a clear goal and then live for it. That's yes, your yes. All right. And I mean, a goal is, I mean, I'm doing so many different things. Um, I mean, I, I always have so many ideas and I just, I, they, they need to happen. I have to make sure, um, they, they work out, but so you get like obsessed with it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, there's a, I don't know if you know a Grant Cardone. Do you know Grant yeah. Cardone? Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, <laughs> so he all also says, uh, yeah, be, be obsessed or be average. That's, I mean, that's very hard way to put it, but that's basically what it is. I mean, there's so many people who are not making the most out of their lives. And I always think myself, you know, why, why are we on this, on this planet? Why are we living if not to, you know, become the best version we ever imagined. And if, if we look at, at ourselves when we were babies and children, how much new stuff we learn every day, it's crazy. And then at some point we just stop and just, you know, live life how it is, complain about everything. Especially we, Germans. Especially Germans. Yeah. Uh, of course, not all the Americans, they, they live the American dream. Um, yeah, but, um, yeah, that's how it is. And, um, it's, it's a shame. I think um, people could make so much more out of their lives. All right. Sure. Um, speaking of people that are obsessed with development and success, if you could walk straight into Jeff Bezos' office and ask him for one thing, what would it be? I will, first, I would probably say it's a nice office. <laughs> but, um, <sighs> and nice new wife. Or girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, that, that too. Um, well, I'm. That's really. That's, that's probably the toughest question today, no? Because there's so We're many things. We're not at the I end would, yet. <laughs> I would, uh, a lot of things I would. I would like to ask him. Um, probably how he how he structures his day that I would be very interesting to know that because I I've read a lot of stuff about him um also things that he that he always sleeps you know eight hours which is very different from a lot of other people um, also like Elon Musk I I um yeah really think that's a great individual as well um, but he always seems tired and, and um, yeah, quite stressed. Exhausted. But when yeah. I look at Jeff Bezos, you know, he's in shape. He's got a crazy fitness body. He looks, 
he looks really good, you know, and not just physically, but it all seems to be all right. So, um, and I mean, he's the richest man on the planet. Is is crazy. His his company is is moving at so such a high speed. And how, yeah, how is he managing it? That would how be. How can you uh, be so chill about it yeah, and not yeah. freak out? Because yeah, when I look at my life, it's. I mean, of course, I I'm involved in a lot of stuff, but that's a whole other level. It's crazy. And my huge respect to that. Um, who or what inspires you? Well, of course, also Jeff Bezos um, <laughs> and also Elon Musk. I think Elon Musk um, a little bit more from the visionary um, perspective because I'm, you know, I mean, Amazon, is, it's great. And it's also a big vision he had uh, more than 20 years ago to create this. But Elon Musk, you know, if I could sit down with him and, you know, talk about aliens, talk about AI, that's really inter interesting things. Um, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking a lot about the future and um, Elon Musk is a, is a person who, who always is doing good research and, and de developments in those areas. So, I feel yeah. like Elon Musk sometimes is like a child and he has this crazy ideas, but then he just does it. Yeah. Like no one's stopping him. He's like, okay, I imagined this and I want to do it. All right. Uh, speaking of famous people, if you could hire one famous person in the world to work with you or for you, who would that be and why? Would it be Elon Musk or someone else? It's probably would be, yeah, probably would be again, Elon Musk, uh, or maybe also Jeff Bezos. Um, not sure whether they would want to work for me, but <laughs> they have to. We could we could try it. Um, no, but this is really those are really um, great individuals. I mean, so many other great people on the on the planet. Um, it's not easy to to name just one one person, but it would have to be someone who is really dedicated. Um, you know, really takes takes life seriously wants to achieve goals um really ambitious person and i think those two would definitely be maybe they can work as a team together for you yeah <laughs> we can ask yeah. <laughs> um all right then i'm already at my last question if you had the attention of every amazon seller in the world and uh, you'd be able to give three tips to them which tips would that be Probably I would now have to repeat a couple of things I already said through the, throughout the, the interview. Um, yeah, the number one thing I, I now keep telling people is to really build a brand. That's just because so many people are still in the mindset to just, you know, use some tools, check out how, how, what niches are interesting, how, how is the competition doing, how much sales are they making. You know, most numbers, they're estimated by the tools. Um, that's all nice, but um, you won't get anywhere anymore. You really have to have a personal story. And, you know, also Amazon. Why is Amazon so successful? Because it's a, it's a huge brand. It has a huge um, credibility. Lots of people trust, trust Amazon. And this takes uh, years to build. So that's also probably the next, uh, the, the second tip, um, you know, be, be patient, um, work hard, um, don't expect too much, but always keep your end goal. Um, you know, um, 
keep your end goal up high, think about it a lot, visualize it. And um, yeah, and then, you know, make sure that your company, and it's also a very important thing, and also something I made a couple of mistakes, is, you know, how you build your company. Because um, very often, you know, just a couple of friends, they come up with an idea, three or four friends, and then they say, okay, let's do this. And then we just split up the work between us. But none of them has the knowledge, the experience, the money, nothing. It's just a couple of people. And that's how I started doing business as well. And if I start a new company right now, then I put it the other way around. I look at the product, at the idea, and what would we need in order you know, to make it successful. We need somebody you know, who's maybe familiar with all the legal stuff. You know, how has the packaging, uh, how, how do we have to do that? Uh, we need some, so I look for competences and, um, and then, you know, I look for people who could fill in those uh, or fit in those areas. Um, I think those are the three, three main tips. Um, and, you know, if you, if you have employees, if you like them, that's nice. Um, but they have to deliver and they have to have to also have to have the competences, um, the knowledge for their specific area. So I now always make sure to hire only the best people in their area. Uh, whereas, you know, a couple of years ago, um, I would be looking at, you know, who is maybe cheap, um, who do I like? That's yeah. all nice, but it won't get you anywhere. And yeah, uh, yeah I've lo lost a lot of money because of that. Um, and then, yeah, a lot of friendships uh, are broken because of that. So, yeah. And if you say before you start a, uh, an undertaking or a company, if you then be honest, look at it, look at the facts, and then you've, you'll probably find out that maybe your team isn't the team you need um, in order to achieve it. All right. And of course, you can find the best people and agencies on Servando, such as Manuel's agency. Absolutely. Um, all right, then we are already at the end of our interview. Thank you so much for taking the time. It was a pleasure talking to you. Um, and yeah, I wish you lots of success and I hope to speak to you soon. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Christina. And uh, yeah, hopefully talk to you soon. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Alrighty, that's it. That was my interview with Manuel. I hope you enjoyed it and learned some useful things that you can apply to your own Amazon business. If you have any questions for Manuel or for me, simply leave your comment below this video. I also included some helpful links in the description where you can find out more about AMZ Controlling and orsamanu.com. And now I want to know from you guys, what do you think makes a good Amazon full service agency? Is it a good support? Is this a broad service portfolio, like whatever comes to your mind. I'm curious. I want to know. Leave your comment below. Also, if you haven't subscribed to our channel yet, now is your chance. You can do this by simply clicking the red subscribe button here or the Simone Globe somewhere here. And if you do that, I will definitely see you guys next time.